0: Thank you. circle. This is Ed Angelus. We're now on episode 6 of this podcast, and this time we'll be discussing about artificial intelligence and machine learning methodologies on different business cases. For today's podcast episode, we'll be talking to Ms. Karina Anisimova, Business Development Manager, and Ms. Anna Carnal, Project Manager from Mobidev, Based in Ukraine. They are part of the highly experienced IT professionals who have been involved on a significant number of successful and diverse AI implementations on various business industries globally. Their work on AI initiatives. Has been well regarded by different multinational organizations and technology experts on machine learning, primarily due to an impressive strategic approach to its deeply scientific and logical algorithms. So let's get started. Thank you for listening to FinCircle and welcome to our podcast. Adoption of artificial intelligence is growing worldwide according to an IDC survey of more than 2,000 IT and line-of-business decision-makers. Over a quarter of all AI initiatives are already in production and more than one-third are in advanced development stages. And organizations are reporting an increase in their AI spending this year. Delivering a better customer experience was identified as the leading driver for AI adoption by more than half of the large company surveyed At the same time, a similar number of respondents indicated that AI's greatest impact is in helping employees to get better at their jobs. Whether it is an improved customer experience or better employee experience. There is a direct correlation between AI adoption and superior business outcomes. Early adopters report an improvement of almost 25% in customer experience. Accelerated rates of innovation as well as higher competitiveness higher margins, and better employee experience with the rollout of AI solutions. Organizations worldwide are adopting AI in their business transformation journey, not just because they can, but because they must to be agile, resilient, innovative, and able to scale. While there is considerable agreement on the benefits of AI, there is some divergence in how companies deploy AI solutions. IT automation, intelligent tasks and process automation is one. Automated threat analysis and investigation, supply and logistics, as well as automated customer service agents and automated human resources are the top use cases where AI is being currently employed. While automated customer service agents and automated human resources Are a priority for larger companies, which is 5,000 plus employees. IT automation is the priority for smaller and medium sized companies, which is basically less than 1,000 employees. Despite the benefits, deploying AI continues to present challenges, particularly with regards to data. Lack of adequate volumes and quality of training data remains a significant development challenge. Data security, for instance, governance, as well as performance and latency, particularly the transfer rate, are the top data integration challenges. This includes solution price, performance and scale, are the top data management issues, and enterprises report cost of the solution to be the number one challenge for implementing AI. As enterprises scale up their efforts, fragmented pricing across different services and pay as you go pricing may also present barriers to AI adoption. There are also other key findings. For instance, enterprise reports spending around one third. Of their AI lifecycle time on data integration and data preparation versus actual data science efforts, which is a big inhibitor to scaling AI adoption. Also, we have observed that large enterprises still struggle to apply deep learning and other machine learning technologies successfully, businesses will need to embrace machine learning operations, or what we call MLOPs, which is the compound of machine learning, development, and operations for us to realize the AI and machine learning at scale. Trustworthy A.I. is fast becoming a business imperative, fairness, explainability, as well as robustness, data lineage, and transparency, including disclosures are critical requirements that certainly need to be addressed by now. Around 28% of the AI or machine learning initiatives have failed. Why is that? Lack of staff with necessary expertise, lack of production-ready data, as well as lack of integrated development environment are reported as the primary reasons for failure that's why an AI-ready data architectures, machine learning operations or MLOPs, and trustworthy AI are critical for realizing artificial intelligence and machine learning at scale. In today's podcast episode, we have invited Ms. Karina Anisimova, or well-known as Kari, the business development manager, and Ms. Anna Karnow, the project manager, which is part of the exceptionally skilled software development group from Mobidev, based in Ukraine, to share with us their relevant experiences on artificial intelligence and machine learning methodologies together with some actual business cases. Great to have you, Kerry and Anna, and welcome to fin Circle.
1: Hi, Edgar. Thank you very much for inviting us here. Like, we hope this conversation will be very useful for your listeners.
0: <laughs> Thanks, Kerry. Let's now go to Anna.
1: Yeah. Hello, everyone.
2: So glad to uh, be there, glad to discuss such incredible topic and hope that uh, our insights will be useful for everyone and we will inspire, actually we want to try something new for their projects existing one or
0: a future one wonderful let's probably start by defining on what is the difference between machine learning deep learning and artificial intelligence
1: uh yeah yeah sure like uh, you know there are so many buzzwords like that we definitely need to make a clear difference and understanding of each of these terms so um i'll try to be short but pretty clear <laughs> Um, so artificial intelligence is the widest notion here yeah uh, it's uh, it literally means like machines intelligence yeah and um, their ability to perform human-like tasks um, as an example yeah automation and um, i would like to pay attention that i would consider ai as the business term but machine learning and deep learning they are more Technical terms, yeah. I'll, I'll explain now. <laughs> um, like everyone is talking about AI nowadays, yeah. You can see the headlines in journals or like hear about it in different startup pitches, yeah. And uh, AI is becoming more like a marketing feature for a product. Mm-hmm. what is important here, yes, is that the the methods of its implementation. Yeah, like, and uh, that's where we meet machine learning and deep learning. Um, Like with machine learning algorithm, you can uh, create a mathematical model. Yes. And um, train it based on data. And uh, if we're speaking about deep learning, like this is the subset of machine learning. And uh, even the term itself, like it, it appeared much later. Yes, and the word "deep" uh, actually means like the deep architecture of like neural networks, which led us to solve like significantly different tasks. And uh, like deep learning, yeah, it started to solve the tasks we hadn't been able to solve before. Like mostly connected with uh, computer vision and uh, natural language processing. Yeah. So um, I guess that's it.
0: What are the most common misconceptions about artificial intelligence and if there are any state of the art results on the generalization ability of deep learning methods that you have observed in some of your AI implementations?
1: Uh well, um quite a complex question, yeah. Um <laughs> uh, let me start with misconceptions, yeah, because like of course there are a lot of so called like myths around AI, yeah. Um, I think the biggest misconception is that, uh, AI works like exactly like a human brain. Like, I mean, seriously, <laughs> like what is intelligence in general? Yeah. Um, let's say we can teach computers how to calculate, yes, and, uh, they will do it better than humans. And they will recognize the speech or detect the objects and like solve many other tasks. Yeah. But, um, how can we teach them like emotional intelligence yes or creative or or strategic thinking yeah so that's definitely not about ai and um you know like someone thinks that ai can take his or or her job yeah but but if we think like deep yeah things are getting easier with ai I would say on the contrary, even uh, sometimes it frees us from some rooting work and um, like opens up new opportunities or or even industries uh, which can further lead us to even like new workplaces. And uh, um, speaking about the generalization ability, yes of deep learning methods, uh, that's kind of a tricky question <laughs> um, because um when we talk about generalization, yeah uh, like we mean the, the ability of models to find or um, d- detect like common tendencies yes based on data we have and um, the most common problem here is the lack of data yeah? and the most important task for us as like technical it's like data science experts yeah is to create the models that generalize properly yeah like the final evaluation process that will show um how good our model can generalize yeah it is made based on data, like based on new data, yeah? The data that the models like haven't seen before. Um, You know, like maybe it will be clearer if I give an example of generalization, okay? Um, Yeah, so um, let's take um, the retail, yeah? Let's say um, there is a mall, yeah, with like various goods and we start analyzing like uh, sales data. Um, What data can be generalized here, yeah? For example, uh, we can notice the seasonality of some particular goods, yeah, which can help us like the demand predictions in future, yeah. Or um, we can notice that, like for example, some things they are always bought with the other ones, yeah, and that can be like a good signal for building a recommendation system, yeah, like in order to increase sales. Uh, that's just one example, yeah. <laughs> um, there can be a lot of other examples. Uh, let's say um, we have a lot of data, yeah, like. Images, a lot of images, and uh, the generalization in this case means like we can easily manage those images because of uh, like natural networks ability. Those images they can be easily generalized by common features. Like we don't need to waste a lot of time by looking through them all and uh, like searching manually. Yeah, that's what it's all about. And um, Coming back to the question of um, state of the art results, um, like okay, uh, we we monitor what's happening in the world of like deep learning. I mean globally, yeah. But you know, um, it's crucial here to understand like our main task. Like we are an engineering company. Like we're not scientists, right? Um, What I'm trying to say is that like we don't work on global machine learning problems. Yeah, like our main tasks are to to build software solutions that cover our clients' needs and uh, solve business problems. Um, Usually we find like the best fit, the best model that can help in the particular business case of our client. Yeah, mm, like for better understanding, yeah, let me share a project we have been working on recently. Mm, In this project, like the task was to track people movement and uh, the key factor there was the processing speed. Yeah? And to solve this particular task, like, we didn't apply a modern like, state-of-the-art model. Yeah? For, um, for the sake of performance, yeah, while processing videos in real time, like, we took a simpler model. Yeah? So uh, my main point here is that like, we work with real tasks, like not, not the abstract ones.
0: <laughs> Are there any scientific journals Dedicated to general artificial intelligence that you think is very useful, and why?
1: Uh, yeah, yeah, sure. Like, you know, um, there is so much information out there, and um, and it's great, you know. But sometimes it's quite important to have uh, some particular resources. You can find the information you need, and um, as I said, like we we'll always follow like modern tendencies of the world of AI and uh, machine learning. And um, you should consider like resources depending on which aspect of AI is the most interesting to you. Yeah. So um, if we look at AI like from a scientific point of view, um, like in this case, yeah, um, you can read, um, let's say and Ericziv.arc, um, yeah. Um, this is an open access uh, archive with uh, a lot of articles and resources like in fields of data science, mathematics, Physics, um, statistics, yeah, and many others. Um, so, um, if you're interested in more like live examples of data sets and uh, their pra- like practical usage, yeah, um, I'll have, uh, highly recommend like Kaggle, yeah, Kaggle.com. Mm-hmm. But if we need, for example, to look at AI from a business point of view, yeah, this um, this can be um, this website, like, TowardsDataScience.com. It's a medium publication. Um, by the way, like, we also have a blog on our website, yeah, which I find, like, quite informative in terms of AI implementations, like, in different business cases. So you're always welcome there.
0: <laughs> Thanks so much, Perry Artificial intelligence has been in existence for quite some time. Just wondering, what have we learned through the years that we can share with everyone listening to us right now? Are there also any significant hurdles you have encountered during AI implementation, and how did your group work around it? Moreover, what are some client expectations on AI should have up front if they haven't worked with it in the past?
2: Yeah, and that's maybe the time when I can jump in into conversation, yeah, because uh, challenges its exactly about project management of uh, AI uh, projects. And, uh, you know, uh, there are lots of them, lots of pitfalls. And we, all, uh, we have also such kind of cultured culture that we are sharing them between projects. Yep. Yeah? So today I will be able to bring not only examples from My projects, but also some projects that uh, are led by other managers in Mobile. And to tell the truth, Uh, Like among managers and data science engineers, we have top three challenges, which I would like to share today with you. And uh, it's really uh, better to understand based on some small particular examples Yeah. And of course, please feel free to stop me at any time because I can talk about AI and data science for hours. Yeah, so please stop me if you would like to uh, ask additional question or whatever. Yeah, so I firstly start from, the point of view of manager uh, such kind of projects and the most difficult thing uh, to work with is overestimated expectations about capabilities of ai and data science Uh, it can be treated as magic you know with which you can achieve any goal just in two clicks so let me share a particular example uh, that is connected actually with face detection Now, face image uh, quality assessment, FIQA, it's called, it has been an area of interest to many researchers uh, uh, and uh, as a way to improve the face recognition accuracy. And we faced issues on several of our projects with that. We checked our system, we see the good results uh, for recognition based on our data set and then real users start to use it, yeah? And make photos from dark rooms, upfront windows, during running, you know, these fuzzy photos taken on the fly are my favorite. And everyone recalls in his memory, uh, stills like from films, uh, where professional spires uh, use super technologies, to enlarge the photo even in 100 times the photo that has been taken by a street camera with a minimum resolution and see the license plates of a car, yeah, that is parked in the dark alley around the corner, yeah, and that's uh, the deal, yeah. Uh, so you expect some magic from uh, uh, AI solutions, yeah. However, uh, there are like real algorithms, algorithms that uh, could can be improved. Um, and for example, with uh, this one particular project with face detection, uh, we apply a filter with contrast, uh, but it helps, but it helps only for bright photos. And as everywhere, there are limitations and constraints. Yeah, and for uh, dark photos, uh, for example, on web, yeah, uh, we just rejected them because. Uh, uh, it can be uh, incorrectly detected. Uh, uh, user face actually can be uh, incorrectly detected uh, um, because of feature vectors, and uh, it will verify incorrect person. Uh, it could be solved on mobile. It could be now uh, solved on the web. Uh, but even if you're not able to implement AI solution for some edge cases, yeah, you need to implement some logic that will deal with negative scenarios in a user-friendly way. Or you can find some workarounds and solve the problem for some edge cases in a different way with applying some additional filters with more layers of logic or whatever. So just remember, first, you need to solve the problem for the most commonly used case, then gather all the uh, other possible use cases, just like with these photos on the flies, photos in the dike place and so on, and then come up with Improvement for the current logic, alternative solution for this case, or just user-friendly flows that ask user to make an appropriate photo according to our suggestion. And it's really a normal case for everything. Like uh, in our, uh, one of our projects, we have three types of anti-spoofing. Yeah? And uh, it's not a magic. It's a hard work with finding edge cases, finding good, good test data, and training, training, training. So as a manager or as a product owner uh, with uh, such technologies, you need to realize that it's continuous improvement. And if you have several stakeholders who need to uh, also, uh, and you need to actually to set their expectations in a correct way, yeah? There is a good methodology that describes such development process. It's called uh, CRSP-DM, uh, yeah, we call it CRISP-DM. And uh, Uh, according to it, you always live in a circle. It's first step business understanding, then data understanding, then data preparation, then exactly modeling, then evaluation of your models, and then deployment. And you start from the very beginning, yeah? You work in a circle. So your first result could be far from covering all business cases, yeah? Far from this magic that you can see in some films and so on, yeah. So let me sum up. The first one challenge is to set the correct expectations. Yeah. And, or actually, by the way, I don't, uh, (laughs) uh, I would like to highlight that don't forget to set some metrics relevant to your task. So you will be able to see the efficiency of your solution. Yeah. I can bring some examples like uh, false acceptance rates or false rejection rates, which is commonly used for biometric verification or anti spoofing. So actually, your particular tasks, uh, yeah, task specifics define the metrics that could be used. Yep, yeah? and you will realize uh, how good you are. Uh, is it good enough? Yeah, for uh, the uh, resolving of your um, business goal. Yeah, for the achievement of your go- business goal. Uh, and it's really important to specify those metrics together with your team. yeah. so you will uh, exactly uh, turn your business idea into reality. Yeah? And uh, this is, like, for the first one, uh, challenge, yeah. And the next one, challenge, connected with uh, previous uh, one a little bit. And I can call it as you always need to think about workarounds and backups, yeah, even more uh, than in uh, some standard uh, uh, projects uh, uh, where there are lots of ready-made solutions or whatever. Yeah, if you're talking about uh, artificial intelligence technologies, about data science, then you always need to think about workarounds and backups. Um, one example is uh, the liveness check. Uh, uh, I will try to explain without pictures. Yeah, so just imagine the feature. Uh, it's um, something similar to uh, key verification. So for logging into the system, you want to recognize face Let's make sure that this person is uh, alive. Yeah? So, we decide uh, actually how to make a liveness check. It could be made by uh, uh, when you ask the person to smile. Yeah? And for smile detection, in fact, there is no magic also. It's just measuring distance between lip corners. Yeah? And it actually worked for lots of cases, lots of test data. And usually the distance between extreme points increase uh, and, the con- uh, uh, and the corners rise slightly upward, you know? Uh, but not for all <laughs> cases, as we realized. For one of our QA engineers, uh, we count uh, uh, it and it's uh, ridiculously another result. We counted by the area of smile, uh, the same scene. He has big lips, and if he smiles, then uh, the lips, uh, uh, on the contrary, are compressed, yeah? Mm -hmm. (laughs) And uh, actually, the workaround was to train the model with more such unique cases, and as a result, it was achieved, yeah? But we need to realize that all these corner cases need to be identified, and models need to be improved all over the time. And this actually leads us to the next one challenge, and this challenge is data. Data is like a fuel for such kind of project. And even uh, one of, uh, um, uh, even uh, like all of my previous examples are connected with uh, uh, data issue, yeah? And uh, in order to find actually those mentioned cases, we need to have as much data as possible. And here we are talking not about the amount of data set, Uh, but of course um, uh, about the quality of data. Uh, so, and for some of them, uh, uh, for some project, I mean, uh, uh, you even need to develop your own uh, way how to uh, gather data. Uh, it, of course, depends on the business domain and which particular pl- problem you are solving with AI. But uh, I can say that uh, uh, um, one of my previous projects, uh, um, let me describe it in few words, yeah, roughly speaking, it's some... Uh, Some time ago, we implemented the project where we had to categorize instances, virtual machines from different cloud providers. And in fact, we had five developers who were responsible for data gathering. So for implementation of benchmarking algorithms and et cetera, and only one data science engineer who was responsible for applying necessary approaches like clustering, classification, in order to meet our business requirements. So yeah, the whole project was around gathering as much various data as possible in order to make this clusterization. Yeah. And of course, I'm simplifying, but yeah, as an owner of such kind of projects, you need to think uh, together with your team about sources of data. Uh, They could be even free, but uh, you also need to realize that maybe they could require additional development and uh, uh, it's also not uh, some one time challenge yeah or one time issue you need to think about the strategy of gathering data for the whole project life cycle yeah cause you would like to improve something you would like to go uh, deeper and cover more and more each cases and for everything you need more and more data and uh, high quality data that will uh, train your models that will improve your algorithm and so on yeah so top 3 challenges from my side it's uh, Set the appropriate expectation because AI is not a magic. Then think always about some workarounds and backups plans and also make a strategy regarding data sources from the very beginning and remember that data is a fuel for such kind of project.
0: That's quite impressive indeed. Anna, tell us what interesting AI initiatives you're working on at this point in time that our podcast listening audience uh, may know.
2: Oh, you know, um, I will share also like an observation uh, that uh, observation that I have lately. So um, we have actually lots of uh, projects, yeah, d- different solutions, uh, and what I have realized here yeah, that uh, COVID time push uh, a little bit different projects from different business domains to find new ways of growing business and new ways to attract customers, yeah, and. Here, like, exactly, AI solutions could bring product owners some fresh ideas, uh, show some new opportunities, and actually turn challenges into opportunities. And there are really lots of ways how. And I haven't realized that maybe a year ago that uh, AI solutions could be applied uh, in any um, business uh, area, yeah? So. I can bring in particular examples here. So let's start from AI and machine learning that uh, uh, can be useful for marketing and sales. So lots of our e-commerce projects uh, are currently using this opportunity. AI and machine learning enables actually company uh, to know their potential customers better as well as their competitors and uh, all other insights about their industry. Yeah, what I mean that, uh, for example, with the help of um, natural language processing NLP, yeah, uh, business can analyze uh, customer reviews and comments, social media content, for example, or engagement and throw details into some insights. Yeah, so sentiment analysis uh, identifies positive and negative feelings in the sentences. And, you know, it's pretty important currently to know your uh, customers more to know their uh, mood yeah, and their feeling about your um, services or products. Uh, so with sentiment analysis, uh, you can uh, identify uh, uh, some feedbacks, yeah, positive and negative feedback from customer review and uh, also identify mood via voice analysis even and, or written text. And the goal of machine learning algorithm and marketing, actually, uh, is to gain this uh, um, valuable business insight. So here it's the point that uh, you can get more data and you can get right data yeah so for example with unsupervised machine learning uh, that we applied for one of our project actually we help uh, only not only collect data but also to get a vision of uh, how it is categorized yes yeah? so just like Carrie mentioned at the very beginning yeah some generalizing and categorization of data and uh, Actually, the main feature of unsupervised machine learning is the identification of uh, the underlying uh, data structures. I mean that uh, it's really valuable because sometimes marketing, uh, some managers in marketing team, you can not only know about the customer behavior, uh, but uh, know some hidden patterns and uh, some uh, strategies, some marketing strategies could be based on this insights that uh, machine learning can bring in. And uh, it's also uh, used for one of our projects for content uh, marketing and understanding which content is really interesting for your target audience. Yeah. And uh, actually one more pretty bri- big branch of projects that uh, we are implementing currently uh, is connected with AI analysis for business forecasts. You know, right now, you would like to have some stability and understanding of the future, at least somehow. Yep. And uh, ML-based time series analysis, for example, is uh, actually a hot trend uh, in 1990 or 2020. Sorry. sorry. I mean, this this technique uh, uh, analyzed a series of data over the time. And uh, when we use it correctly, it aggregates data and analyze it in such a way that allows managers easy make decisions uh, about future of the product, some forecasts regarding revenue, and so on. So it's like uh, one uh, big area. Uh, Help business uh, for sales, for marketing purposes uh, to receive much more insights, yep, and make their further strategy based on this data uh, analysis. And actually, I personally uh, like more, uh, you know, uh, such uh, projects where AI can help uh, with some particular features, and those features could even change the game. I will show sort to of describe you how. Uh, AI and AI technologies were used for virtual fitting room. So, you know, uh, I, as anyone else, I I believe that uh, uh, the best approach for shopping is try before you buy. Yeah. And uh, currently it's a pity, but uh, it's pretty complicated experience. Yeah. If we are talking about classic shopping uh, with those those lockdowns and so on, and what uh, to do here is an answer uh, try to make virtual fitting room uh, experience and make it uh, as user friendly as possible. So, I have heard earlier, um, even in before uh, pandemic time, I mean, uh, about some uh, uh, augmented reality frameworks that are used for virtual reality and especially fitting rooms. Yeah. But those examples that I saw were far from satisfying of uh, end clients. Yeah. And uh, during implementation of such kind of a project, we actually realize why. There is an issue with the poor identification of body parts uh, with existing like algorithms for uh, ARKit. And however, we resolved this uh, with uh, our custom pose estimation models uh, that's supposed to detect uh, k-points uh, um, uh, on uh, like some feeds and frames and uh, operate in real time. That's the most important thing, like how to operate in real time is that. And it actually can be used for any kind of shops. Like you can sell watches, glasses, hats, uh, clothes, shoes, whatever. And the main thing here is that you really help people, help end users with their experience. And uh, even through this uh, little bit crazy time, we can see due to uh, COVID-19. Yeah? So, for those who are listening uh, to us and think about their own projects, I do have a suggestion. Like, start not from hype technology, uh, uh, that AI or blockchain or whatever is modern, is cool, is marketing attractive or so on, but start from K-value proposition. So start from thinking about solving some particular issues for your current or potential users, and once you realize this K-value proposition, yeah, your business goal, actually, yeah, uh, development team could take care about finding an appropriate technology solution for it, yeah, because AI and data science bring us lots of uh, uh, tools, yeah, <laughs> lots of uh, uh, solutions that could be used in order to achieve this uh, business goal and solve some problems for end users, yeah, so that's why I like this fitting room, uh, that's like, a, uh, that's why I like, uh, um, machine learning that applied for some feedbacks, yeah, because it simplify our life, yeah. So that's a piece about uh, our experience, yep, and how uh, interesting projects could be uh, with the use of AI technologies.
0: What are your thoughts on the ethical standards on AI? Is it uh, necessary and why?
2: I know that you would ask about this question, because yeah, it's a pretty hot question now, nowadays. And, uh, uh, you know, I'm not sure that I will be able to answer it. I'm not, not sure that uh, anyone right now could uh, have a really straightforward answer on uh, some ethical questions uh, regarding AI. And... Um, maybe I will start from uh, sharing my thoughts uh, regarding this topic, so to understand how artificial uh, uh, the uh, in, uh, artificial intelligence works, yeah, it has decisions uh, uh, that, um, like, uh, not the same as human decisions, uh, yeah, what I mean, that human decisions may be guided by a set of uh, explicit rules, or by associations simply based on some uh, uh, combination of uh, previous experience. Yeah? And humans also are selective about which information is relative for making a decision. So lacking like selectivity, machines may consider factors that humans uh, uh, deem uh, impairment in making a decision. So AI are not immune to make mistakes and machine learning takes time to become useful, yeah? So if uh, it's uh, trained well, uh, using good data, then AI can perform well, yeah? But it will not be the same as human uh, decisions, yeah? Because human decisions can be based on some feelings, on some um, attitudes uh, uh, to the question, yep, and some mood that is in particular day, yeah? Uh, But anyway, like, we can uh, uh, be responsible for training AI in order to make as good results as possible. And um, uh, if either, I would say uh, that uh, uh, I haven't such experience when I had to make a decision uh, how to train the model, yep, and which uh, uh, decisions should be made uh, for some... uh, Cases where there is a question of uh, uh, human being, for example. Yeah, Uh, but uh, um, I would rather uh, um, say that uh, uh, I can confirm that it's not uh, imaginary cases. Uh, It's uh, real cases for AI and robotics. Uh, uh, That's not some cases that I'm currently working with. Yeah, and uh, I really worried about, for example, health AI applications such as imaging, diagnostics, or surgery, which will transform the um, patient clinical uh, clinician relationships, you know. So I'm afraid about this one, and I believe that it's pretty important to define. Uh, some rules, yep, and uh, simplify actually the life of team, development team and project manager to make such kind of uh, global philosophical decisions. Uh, But I don't know these answers, obviously, yep, I know some standards uh, already exist. Uh, But uh, as for now, uh, I would suggest uh, consider these risks. Uh, But also we should keep in mind that uh, on the whole, this technological progress means better lives for everyone, yeah, and artificial intelligence has vast potential and it's responsible, um, uh, it's actually uh, uh, our responsibility, uh, uh, how is uh, uh, gonna be, uh, what, it, what is gonna be the strategy, yeah. I'm afraid to <laughs> provide you with a correct and strict answer, yeah, but I hope that uh, in uh, each such case, uh, such ethical case, will be reviewed uh, with lots of uh, uh, human impact, yeah? and uh, we will take into account all possible um, decisions, uh, influencers uh, that uh, should be applied. Yeah? So I hope that with training, with uh, more and more improvement of algorithms, we will be able to uh, come up with such uh, kind of standards, that uh, will not bring us any difficulties into our life yeah? and so only benefits from the using of AI. yeah.
0: Given your wealth of uh, experience on AI, what advice would you give the business industry and academic sector, particularly universities and learning institutions, engage on this uh, subject matter?
2: You know, I am more about business sector, you yeah, know, the academical one. And for business sector, I for sure do have a suggestion. Just be open to uh, new technologies. Yeah? Don't be afraid of something new uh, that you haven't uh, experienced previously. So today, digital transformation uh, reshapes like shopping and online experience and even uh, customer expectation of uh, physical stores, yeah, so, and COVID-19 outbreak changed not only our day-to-day life, but also the way as uh, uh, we do in our business. And we need to uh, think even a little bit beforehand and uh, think how to uh, make our life better. Yeah, there are such trends like uh, e-commerce friendly POC systems, staff-free and cash-less stores, yeah, some uh, um uh, machine learning for uh, forecasting, yes, some uh, augmented shopping, uh, um, so all of that, yeah, each industry yep, can be improved with AI and data science. Yeah, just think about your users, think how you can uh, solve some of their problems, how you can make their life better, easier, simpler, uh, and uh, do not afraid to um, implement something new. Yeah. So that's the global idea and the global suggestion.
0: Uh, Thanks, Anna, as these are very helpful indeed. Kerry, what value proposition that MobyDev can bring for businesses and industry who would like to adopt artificial intelligence under respective organizations? Most importantly, how will they reach you if they are interested in any of these remarkable solutions or consulting services that your company offers? If there are forthcoming events that your group is working on then we can invite our podcast listening audience as well
1: um like you know um like besides uh, artificial intelligence and like machine learning tasks um you can come to mobidev as to uh, like software development partner yes like that does uh, full cycle development yeah, I mean, whether you're at the like ideation stage of your business or um, you would like to implement like in- in innovative technologies, yeah, like we have mentioned today, yeah, as to your like already existing product, yeah, um, our experts are glad to help. Yeah? Um, we we always consider like every project as unique, and um, of course, like we have great experience and um, expertise like in different technologies. But besides that, um, like we we always analyze the projects uh, from a business point of view, yeah. And um, it's important for us, like um, the understanding of the business problems you like to solve by your software product. And um, you can come to us just for a piece of advice or a consultation, yeah. Like it's totally okay for us. Mm-hmm. Um, um, one more thing that I personally love about Mobidav, uh, that would be the honesty. <laughs> yeah, like tech guys here, uh, they always provide like their honest feedback. And um, like, if for example we don't work with uh, specific technology, yeah, or we um, like won't be able to implement something, yeah, we will tell about this for sure. Yeah, like we uh, won't waste like neither client nor our time. And um, actually. Um, you know, like I can't tell much about how, how good we are, yeah. <laughs> but I guess that, uh, like, clients' feedbacks, like, from all over the world, yeah, they, they speak for themselves. <laughs> um, as per, like, how you can reach us, you know, um, there are a lot of ways. Um, like, first of all, I guess, this is our website, like, mobidav.biz, uh, like, um, m-o-b-i-d-v.biz. Uh, you can go there yes or um, or we're also on LinkedIn um, there is our corporate profile there or um, you can reach directly to Anya or me yeah or, like feel free to send the connection requests um, by the way actually you can uh, write to any of Mobidev like team members yeah all guys here they like will be glad to help you and uh, they'll direct you to the right person like based on your question. Mm. Oh, and uh, regarding the upcoming events, right, Um, I guess, uh, you know, like, usually we um, announce, uh, like, our webinars or tech talks or, like, um, any other different events, yes, on our blog, but uh, currently we are pretty much uh, focused on on some research, yeah, like, related to... um, 3d post estimation in real time yeah and uh, we will be glad to share the results soon so um, stay tuned
0: (laughs) thanks so much carrie and anna as we've learned so many things today about artificial intelligence we wish you all the best and more power to movidev i'm looking forward on having you in our future episodes
1: yeah, uh, yeah, thank you, Edgar. Thank you very much.
0: gratitude to Ms. Terry Anisimova and Ms. Anna Carnot on sharing us the remarkable experiences on artificial intelligence solutions and implementation for various business industries. We would like to hear from you, share us your thoughts, regarding our topics and send us a message on the Anchor Voice message box. Your message could end up on our future podcast episode. Make sure you never miss any episodes of Pin Circle by clicking the subscribe button or follow us on Spotify Google Podcasts. Breaker, Radio Public, Pocket Cast, Overcast, iTunes, and Anchor. This concludes our podcast episode today. Thanks for listening on FinCircle. This is Ed Angelus. Let's catch up again soon.